time for some reflections in the desert. In podcast 1075, the Bob Davis podcast, we're going to talk about, well, it's this is what I would call an easy talker podcast. There's really no plan and there's no uh, editing to speak of in this podcast. It's been uh, a couple of podcasts since I just kind of sat and talked. In addition, the uh, the last, at least the last couple of podcasts in my memory have been pretty dense and pretty heavy. So hopefully this will be a little lighter. I want to talk about some of the things that I'm doing and starting to settle down now that I've been here for, well, I think I've been here about a month. We're coming up on a month here in Quartzsite. Been to, a, you know, camped at a couple different spots, found this one, and here I am. Friends are starting to show up. Darcy Campost uh, extraordinaire showed up. More people are coming. And uh, there's a guy uh, meeting some new friends. There's a guy right close to me who is pulled in next door, and his name is John. It was funny because he was like, I remember your truck from someplace in Colorado. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, oh yeah, you were there. I'm pretty sure because I, I, my job was to clean the campground and it was free. And I, we had to write down your license number because we do that with all the visitors. And I know you were there because I remember this truck. And I was like, okay, but I don't have any memory. And I find that fascinating. That's one of the things about travel I think is great is that you would only know you were in a place if you were there. So the next time I go through a certain place, I'll go, oh yeah, this is what he was talking about. But off the top of my head, I don't keep records of where I am every minute. So half the time I don't know where I've been camping. So John's across the way, Darcy's the other way, uh, fires every night, great dinners, getting settled in. This is like a early fall day in Minnesota or the Upper Peninsula or Nebraska or North Dakota, Wisconsin, Minnesota. This is like a, a, a beautiful fall day every day for four months. The only exception is a couple of three weeks in December, you'll get a lot of windstorms and some rain and it does get cold. So that's it. I mean, cold is 45 at night and 55 to 60 during the day. That only lasts three weeks. And we're supposed to have a, cold, a warmer than normal winter in Arizona. So I am here and it's very relaxing. And I have a writing project. I want to talk about that process and, and what that's doing uh, in this podcast among, I suppose, a few other topics as well in podcast 1075, the Bob Davis Podcasts. Got to get a shout out to my guys at 36 Lynn. So ever since I got 36 Lynn, which is a you know independently owned and operated refueling station, I've done a little research on these businesses because I want to know more about how it works. Most gas stations or refueling stations, if you will, they have a store, but they pretty much concentrate on selling fuel, and that's about it. So 36 Lynn is special because they have a strategy which involves doing some pretty cool things with the store. First of all, community involvement. They're really involved in the South uh, Lynn Lake uh, neighborhood. It's really important in Minneapolis to be down with the community. They always have been. This is not something that's new. Uh, those guys have always been involved in the community. The second thing is locally sourced products in the convenience store. So 
you'll find candy that you won't find anyplace else. You will find uh, really good burritos. You will find great, just quick food. Uh, and you'll find great drinks and great coffee. So stop by 36 Lynn. It's 36 Street South and Lindale Avenue in South Minneapolis in the Loon Lake neighborhood. Get yourself filled up. Get a cup of coffee. Say hello because the third thing is, I think this is the third thing, they're crazy. <laughs> I love that. They're just uh, really fun people. So 36 and Lynn, thanks guys for sponsoring the Bob Davis Podcast. For more info and events and other stuff, check them out online at 36lynn.com or click on their banner at the top of the page at thebobdavispodcast.com. Well, I'm not going to talk about specifically what it is, but I'm, I've got a writing project, which I've given myself. And it's, it's a departure in the sense that usually I'm thinking about podcasts. Now I'm thinking about this writing project as I'm working on it. And what I'm doing now is I have, a, let me just put it to you this way. I have a great deal of raw material that has to be organized and outlined because I will not just write from a bunch of scattered material. Now, I've never written what I'm going to do in this particular project, but for never, never written anything like this. But obviously, I've written podcasts. I used to write, you know, uh, uh, radio shows. Every segment was fully written. And it would, it was, you know, you'd take three to 400 pages of material and winnow it down and write the show. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, but that's how I did it. You know, I, I was actually, uh, you know, reading half of the time. You just didn't know because that's what I do. But I did it in order to be completely prepared and to create that patina of forward momentum in the show. I don't think you can do it any other way. Often I will do that with podcasts, but most of the time, you know, I've just kind of following notes because I've done enough podcasts where I can do that. Now, occasionally I have to do these sort of uh, easy talk podcast because what it's increasingly difficult to find topics that riff on the crazy stuff that is happening that we all feel and yet doesn't get into specifics my objective is to create these podcasts that are uh that, that are overarching topics that may be behind some of this stuff, just in terms of feeling, you know, just in, time, in terms of perceptions that help us or advance the story or help us think things through. Still, occasionally, I got to do something like this to, to sort of clear the palette, at least my palette. But the writing project is interesting because usually I'm thinking about podcasts. Well, now I'm getting up every day. You get up at 8 o'clock because the sun is pretty intense down here so as soon as the sun starts heating the truck up you're going to wake up so i wake up about 8 30 that I throw the doors open get a nice breeze put everything away make some coffee make some breakfast sit around for a little while kind of get squared away then i t a run to the dump which is a place down down here uh, at the long-term visitor area we're in one there's no dump or water facilities here so we have to go across the road about a half a mile to the water facilities so I go over there I come back and then I kind of get everything out get everything together and I start 
with this material to collate, organize, and put it in an outline. What I've learned is that I can't, and I don't think, I don't necessarily think anybody should. I can't write eight hours a day. I could, but what I figured out is I will write past things that I should be very careful, so very careful about including. So details that need to be included in the outline. And then once you get the outline, you can write from the outline. But if you don't put stuff in the outline, it's probably not going to get into the final product. So if I start writing at 11, I'll write till like 2.30, 3 o'clock, and then I'm done. Usually it's just a feeling like, okay, I'm done. I've done enough. I can't do anymore. I'm not going to do anymore because I don't want to write past this particular thing that's coming up that I'm going to be winnowing down and getting into an outline. I don't want to go past that and forget these key details. And it's amazing how organized it has made me. So every day is the same. I get up, throw the doors open, make coffee, go to the dump, come back, get everything squared away, get the computer out, get the keyboard out, do all the things, do some writing for two or three hours, um, feel like I've reached a point where it's time to stop, look up, sometimes it's 4 o'clock, sometimes it's 3.30, sometimes it's 4.30. Get up, put everything away, come out, do some yoga for an hour, hour and 20 minutes or so, then it's time, and this is at sundown, then it's time to get the fire going. So sundown, the fire goes on, got a big three, four boxes of juniper, put a bunch of juniper on the fire, put some coals in there, bang, lighter fluid, whoosh, got yourself a fire. So then we get ready to make dinner sometimes. Now Darcy is here, Darcy Campost extraordinaire, who we all camped together out uh, south of town, or north of town, uh, a couple of years ago. And there's more people coming, and then there's a guy across the way from, uh, his name is John, that I mentioned earlier. So it's steak, or it's whatever. Uh, Tonight I had two cans of chili, which was delicious, and some saltines, and a big pot of coffee. So that was great. And every day is the same. Every day is that, as I work through this project. And my theory is that slow is fast, in the sense that, yeah, I could write a lot faster, but I'm taking my time because I don't want to miss key details. So slow is fast and thorough. So we're, we're taking our time and we're going to be thorough in the effort. Well, I'm thinking about what I'm writing about, which I'm not going to talk about because I don't want to, it's going to ruin it if I start talking about it in podcasts. I'm, and so I've got this sort of this thing where, oh yeah, I got to do a podcast. What am I going to talk about? Well, I can't think about that because I'm thinking about this whole thing that I'm working on. So it's kind of an interesting thing. It's also interesting to me that I'm one of these kinds of people that says, okay, and I'm hyperactive as hell. I've talked about it. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not this shotgun type of guy where I just try to do 14,000 things. I do one thing at a time. So I travel. If I'm traveling, that's what I'm doing. If I'm going to do a podcast, then that might take the whole day, you know, or two days. And that's what I'm going to do for a couple of days. And this thing, every day, and it's the discipline of doing something to, to further the story or thing that I'm working on every day. And it's really fun and really great to have this new... Because what happens is it also influences 
you know, how you think so that you think in different pathways. And I'm not so focused on what's happening with uh, the Federal Reserve or the, you know, this waiting for deflation, let's say. I'm not so focused on some of the other things that are happening. I'm not so focused on what am I going to talk about? What am I going to do a podcast about? I'm focused on this creative effort, and it, it's great because, you know, it, it's what I'm working on. And the podcast kind of takes second, it takes a back seat to that. So here I am, I'm like, well, I got to do another podcast here before the, at least one more before the month is over. So we'll talk about uh, some of the other stuff going on here and how it feels to be in this endless late summer, early fall weather for the whole year in the second half of this podcast. I'm back doing yoga again, which is a tall order uh, because I don't have a yoga studio. So I have uh, the, the camp mat, the RV mat. I put down a moving blanket. I put my mat over that and in full view of God and country, put my yoga pants on and uh, proceed to do 60 to 90 minutes of yoga every day. You know, I dislocated my shoulder. And you're supposed to do all these exercises. And, and uh, it's come to my attention that this particular dislocation was probably pretty bad, even though it didn't seem like it was that bad when it happened. I still have a lot of pain, and I'm really working to get my shoulder back. Well, the yoga helps enormously with that. I've also noticed that I'm, I'm much happier doing this. I sleep better. There's a million benefits to doing yoga. And really what you're doing, now, you know, yoga, yoga practitioners will have often, I've heard them say, if, if you're just doing the postures and you're not breathing, you're just stretching. You're not doing anything. You're not doing yoga. So I try to do the breathing and everything else. But I get out there with my music and I do the, the whole class, which I teach. And there's imaginary people in the class and <laughs> everything else. I mention it because of Juliet, not Julia. I called her Julia in the last podcast. Julia, if you're listening, the reason I did that is because we have a friend out here named Julia. You are Juliet, and sometimes I get confused. Anyway, she has this thing going on called BU Enterprises, and what they do is using Zoom or some other kind of um, communication software, uh, they help people stretch and move. And it's, I wouldn't call it yoga, but I would say that especially these days, if you're working uh, double shifts, if you are uh, uh, working at home a lot, if you're running around taking the kids to this and taking the kids to that and going to the store and suffering the intensity of life back in the world where you've got inflation to worry about and increasing prices and fuel and people are acting weird and the whole nine yards, then these kinds of stretches come in very handy. And she will tailor make out of the toolbox that BU Enterprises has a whole you know, uh, a collection of things that you can do to really improve your well-being during extremely difficult times. This is not like you have to be Mr. and Mrs. Universe to be able to do this. This is, you can, it doesn't matter your physical condition. It's going to get better if you do a little stretching and moving around. So that's why 
BU Enterprises is a sponsor of the Bob Davis Podcast. Juliet is on a mission to try to help as many people as she can. So if you want more info about uh, BU, it's B-U-B-E-Y-O-U.com, B-U-Enterprises.com. Sorry, B-U-Enterprises.com. And or you can click on the banner that says BU at the top of the page at thebobdavispodcast.com. One of the things that I decided for this winter, and this will be my roughly, well, my third winter here. Uh, first winter I didn't stay very long, but uh, this will be the second full-on winter here. And I said, I'm not just going to sit out here and do podcasts. I've, I've got to have something to do, some kind of a project to do, so that I have a sense of accomplishment from this winter. And this is interesting because from a nomad perspective, you know, what we like to do is travel. I am pretty sure most of the people I follow on Instagram and Facebook, most of the nomads I know, we like to go. And the problem is these days, it's a difficult thing to do in terms of fuel prices. Right now, diesel's just killing us. Gas people are, you know, a little bit better off. In fact, there's been some talk here in the business community in Quartzsite about whether or not this is going to be a real good year or not, just because people, these big RVs, you know, they're amazing. But some of the big ones, especially if they're a little older, do not get very good gas mileage. So you, let's say you've got a pretty large Class A with, uh, you know, a Chevy 454 engine in it. I don't know how heavy they are, but you're going to get five or six, seven miles to the gallon. My friend has a bus. It's a 96 International. And he gets five miles to the gallon. And it's diesel. So needless to say, that dude is pretty much hunkered down. So what we do is we go someplace and we stay for a long time to save money and to accrue. So if we're making money, if we have a hustle or whatever, podcasts or YouTube or whatever it is you're doing, you know, you're not moving. So you're not the biggest cost center that you have is fuel prices. So you're not putting, you know, 140 or $300 worth of fuel in your vehicle every week or every other day. So you save a lot of money when you're out here. But I don't want to come out here and just do nothing. So now with the writing project, it's cool because I can get up and I have uh, something to do. And, I, and, and it, it, A, it helps pass the time. B, it gives you a sense of discipline. And C, you'll end up with, I will end up with something. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'll end up with something at the end of the day. So that's the plan for the, for the winter. And this thing that I'm working on is a big enough project. It's going to take a while. It's not going to be something that's just going to be done. Now I just have to figure out how to incorporate because I don't want to talk about what I'm working on in the podcasts. A lot of people would do that. They would say, well, why don't you just do podcasts talking about your what you're working on? Then you can kind of combine them and you've got this and you've got that. Because it's like, uh, it's like telling people what you bought them for Christmas or their birthday before the fact. It's going to ruin the project. So when you write or you're working on some new thing, you got to do it in in uh, in silence. Now, my son knows what I'm writing. That's about it. Because I keep it, you got to keep it close to the vest because you're going to ruin it if you start telling people what you're doing. 
And I'm excited about it. So I want to tell people, but I, I can't. And I'm certainly not going to blow it all by starting to do podcasts about it. So I have to do this thing on two tracks where I'm talking about stuff, figuring out what to talk, what to talk about. I don't want to talk about the content in what I'm writing because that's giving away the store, basically, until I get it down to what I want to say. Uh, so, you know, I've got my mind running in two tracks, even though I'm very disciplined on the writing front. And uh, I find myself sitting out here, and I'm, I keep track of what's going to get up every day. One of the things I do every day is I have a process of going through all the news websites and, and other kinds of websites, looking at stuff, fact-checking stuff, watching videos, and then I do the same thing later on in the evening, which isn't necessarily a good idea, but it's better than watching you know, TV. Even though I don't watch TV, I just watch YouTube. So that kind of be, is the entertainment at the end of, the, of a work day. Have the fire, have something to eat. It's dark at 8.30, or, well, it's dark at 7.30 and sit out here and watch YouTube videos and, and until I have to charge the phone. And then when I get tired after I burn all the wood up, <laughs> then I can go to bed or try to go to bed, go to sleep, do it all over again the next day. So the other track is trying to come up with ideas for podcasts that are not mainstream, decidedly not mainstream, that also incorporate the mindset that you get into. And I will talk about this because I think this is really important. I've said it many, many times in podcasts about nomad life. You start out, you as in anyone, the royal you, so to speak, right? We start out. Many people start out thinking uh Okay, I'm, I'm going to go out on the road and I'm going to try to maintain my, my old life and my new life. And my new life is going to be travel. So I got this truck in 2014. So I started traveling in Mobile Podcast Command in late 2014, summer of 2014. And I went all over the country. And I kept traveling, did all kinds of stuff. You listen to the podcast, you'll, you'll hear it all. And I would travel for a month and a half, six weeks, whatever, and I'd come home. And one of the reasons that I finally threw everything else away and, and decided to come out on the road full time was because the, it's so great that over a period of time, your old life starts to ebb away and you have a new life. And the new life is the road life. And then eventually, you just throw caution to the wind and say, this is the people who are nomads. Now, everyone doesn't do this, but you nomads listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You finally just throw caution to the wind and you say, I'm going. I'm going to go, 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 and I don't care. And I don't see any end to this because it is like peeling an onion. You just, you keep coming up with new experiences and obviously the new experience for me is staying stationary for periods of time which is essential until or if ever the fuel prices change but eventually you have to let go of your old life and you have to almost be ruthless about cutting ties with your old life because it gets in the way of your new life 
I don't know how to explain it. Getting a little wind out here. I don't know how to explain it other than that. It's a it's a very interesting thing. It takes this commitment to say, ruthlessly, I'm going to cut away all of the things that were part of my old life so there's room for the new life to emerge. And unless you have the yen to do this, you can't you can't do that. This doesn't mean, by the way, and I I have to qualify this because I've said it many times. It doesn't mean that you cut ties with your family or your friends or any of those things. It, I'm talking about the way that you lived or live back in the world will change. And the new life will, the new life on the road will demand that those things eventually go by the wayside because you can't function out here living two lives. I think that's fascinating. One would think you could. I can't. For me, it's an all-or-nothing at all kind of situation. So, when I get down here, it's like I'm home. Oh, I'm in Quartzsite. I'm home. And I suppose if I find another place that's like this, that would be home too. I don't have to be here. This isn't like I've, I've got to be in Quartzsite. It's just this is where everyone goes, so you're going to see friends and everything else. I mean, I'd rather be traveling right now. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna travel when diesel's 5:30 a gallon. I mean, just you can't afford it. Even if I was loaded and it didn't matter how much I paid for diesel, or someone else was paying the way, I still wouldn't do it because it's an exorbitantly ridiculous price for fuel. So that's kind of uh, you know uh, what's going on. Meanwhile, I do have, and I'm gonna say this because I've put this in some of the other podcasts I've done out here. You know, you're, when you're here, you kind of let the world go a little bit. Even if you're staying in contact, you know, still continuing to work on uh, keeping abreast of what's going on in the world, there's a sense of letting those things go a little bit, which I think is a good thing. I still believe this is an extraordinary period of time. Anybody who's self-aware is aware of the this undercurrent that is part of our lives today that's always there so there's that too and uh, uh, being able to sit in front of a fire every night being able to see friends being able to have coffee under the stars uh, we don't always get together and sit in front of the fire and talk sometimes we do and sometimes we don't but being able to just sit and have a conversation under the stars and be like, this is, my, this is my backyard for six months is the greatest. It's just the greatest. And if I want to go to the other long-term visitor area, well, I can go down there. If I want to go to Kofa, I can go down there. If I want to go to Plumosa, I can go down there. I can go to Mitri Lake or Imperial or some of these other places and just have a different venue or switch venues or go camp with some other people, you know? That is a great feeling. It's just, um, this is part of our existence out here. It's just this freedom. And doing this was all about freedom. So the constrictions, because of uh, fuel prices, it will be a consistent free feature of these podcasts until the fuel prices, you know, goes down. The beatings will continue until the fuel prices go down. Because being stationary sometimes is difficult. But I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from being stationary that has enriched my life in a big way. Uh, I've, I've learned to make friends. I've learned to appreciate people that I would never have known 
I have made great friends. Deep friendships and deep bonds that I, I'm surprised by. Things that just surprise me. And that's really great. It's a great feeling. In October of 2020, right about this time, I was uh, throwing stuff away into the giant dumpster in my front yard. And the more I threw away, the better I felt. Clearing out my garage, clearing out my house, cleaning things, getting ready to go. It didn't tell anybody. But I was doing this as I was preparing to finally start to tell people. And it eventually got just winnowed down to a few things in the house that would basically be the possessions that I would take with me on the road. That was two years ago. So we had one year on the road. Now we've had another year on the road. And the second year has been substantially different from the first in so many ways. So that's what I think about. And there's so much gratitude and so many things that have happened uh, all along the way that that's pretty amazing. So that's got to go into a separate podcast, which we'll get to. And I will do that on Halloween. So stay tuned for that. Very quickly, let me just say uh, thanks again to Jeffrey Dunn was the guy that sent me 25 bucks. I always say Wayne Nelson. Jeffrey, I don't know why you and Wayne Nelson are connected. And Wayne, no, I don't think you sent me 25 bucks. But if you did, thank you. <laughs> Uh, always want to thank Mindy Collins and Todd uh, Myers, as well as uh, Sandra Amiot, who sent me what I think was 20 bucks. And thank you so much. If you don't want to send money, I always say this. Subscribe to the Bob Davis podcast on iTunes. That's really helpful. And somebody told me, uh, hey, you know what I do? I get your podcast off Facebook. And I'm like, my podcast is not on Facebook. Oh, so when I put up a notification that I've got a podcast, there's a picture, and then if you click on the picture, it takes you to the thebobdavispodcast.com, and you can listen. It takes you right to that page that has the podcast blog, so then you just scroll down, hit play, and you can listen to it off the page. So a lot of people are starting to do that. I really appreciate that. If you want to help, obviously, uh, right off the page at thebobdavispodcast.com or iTunes helps the feeds, and thanks for everything, and thanks for listening and subscribing and supporting the Bob Davis Podcasts. Well, you know, it's not that late. It feels like it's 1 o'clock in the morning, but I think it's only about 9.30. So the, it's always interesting to me. The, the, your sense of time is completely changes when, when you get out here. I just put a big old log on the fire, so I will be sitting here a while just kind of enjoying the night. It's beautiful. Beautiful temperature. Feels great. Sitting out here in a t-shirt, bare feet, by the fire. Thanks for listening to Podcast 1075, the Bob Davis Podcast. Reflections in the Desert. <laughs> oh, darling. I'm so lonely about you. Can't sleep at night. Always thinking about you. Start all over I would be wishing today On a four-leaf clover And leaving would be the last thing on my mind If I could turn back the hands of time
Amen.